Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome, 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 welcome to Five Things, the show where we take brilliant, funny people and we ask five things about whatever the hell I want because for some reason they put me in charge. I am your host, Kaya Green. Uh, so we're going to start today with our five warm up things because we like to stay on theme here. So before we introduce our guest, let's get to some important things for today. Uh, number one, the show appears in both video and podcast form where there are visuals. I will do my best to describe them. For instance, right now you are looking at my face. Uh, I am a small androgynous person uh, wearing big black headphones. Uh, I have short hair, short brown hair and round glasses. Uh, just picture like Harry Potter if he was trans and progressive and cooler than JK Rowling. Um, so that's that's what you're visualizing, and we'll try and make sure that we can describe things throughout this podcast slash show. Uh, number two, uh, this week in news, COVID-19 numbers are unfortunately soaring, and many regions are placing new restrictions. So be sure to check your local website for what your government wants you to do, and do probably more than that. Number three, fun fact of the week. Did you know that crows can rec recognize individual human faces? That means, and this is scientifically proven, crows can hold grudges. Don't piss them off. Number four, stuff you should know. This is a traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, and the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat. Uh, number five, this show is brought to you by Bad Dog Theater, which brings you unscripted content right here on their channel, basically every night of the week, with minor exceptions. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and visit Bad Dog Theater dot com slash five things to donate and keep this channel full of amazing amazing comedians and lovely humans running um on that note there will also be a fundraiser this weekend in which a bunch of uh, comedians are going to be running 24 hours of the game among us i just promoted the among us stream that is happening uh this weekend except it isn't this weekend it is in fact in the past so it has already happened and i'm sure it was great if you want to check it out, it is still online and you can still donate. Um, 24 whole hours of it in order to raise money to keep Bad Dog running. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Among them will be our guest today. And that brings me to the main event. So another all warmed up, it's time to introduce this guest, formerly a member of the Second City House Co. and Songbuster and Improvised Musical. She is now a beloved Toronto drag queen by the name of Selena Vile. Uh, she recently won a Canadian Comedy Award for her role in the queer sketch show Eleganza Extravaganza. And you can catch her doing a drag hour in this 
24-hour Last of Us marathon that's happening this weekend. Um, also, she will be on The Oval this following Wednesday. Definitely recommend you check that out. Uh, she's part of Drag Academy, which is a masterclass series on the art of drag. Please welcome the quadruple threat and then some that you may know as Nikki Nasralla, but probably know better as Selena Vile. Welcome! How are you doing, Selena? I'm doing all right. I don't know if you did this on purpose. I don't think you did, but your hair matches our background perfectly. Wait. Oh, it does. It's like rainbowy swishy. Yeah. Cool. We're, we're, having, we're just going to have a rainbow swishy time here today. I, I'm all on board for rainbow swish. That's yeah, my favorite I don't, ice cream flavor. I don't think I don't think we know anything other than rainbow swish. The two of us. It, that, I mean, it's part of our brand. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki, are. how how are you doing? How is how are you doing? How is Selena doing? How's quarantine treating you? We're all doing great. Actually, you were just asking me this, and I said that I'm really happy to be isolating. I have not had any icky feelings about it. Like I've been really happy to not be around people, to not have to leave my house. Um, I've been catching up with all the Real Housewives. I just started watching them about two months ago. I'm 19 seasons into the series. That's absolutely Um, wild. I started in 2007. I'm now in 2011, I think. So be proud of me. (laughs) So how many regions do they have Housewives in now? Um, I believe it's somewhere around 10. Wow. If I go in order, it's OC, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, Potomac, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City just started. Um, And there's a few international seasons going on as well, like Melbourne and Cheshire. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think there's seven right now. First of all, this was a test and you passed with flying colors. Did I get all of them? Uh, I think so. That sounds about right. Um, nice. Also, uh, Salt Lake City, isn't that like a very large Mormon population? Are all it's of so those funny. lives, are wives yes. one person? <laughs> okay, so no, you would think so. I think it's really cool the way they did it. Because I was just talking about this with Alana Riach, who's another wonderful comedian. Uh, Legend. Who said, she's like, I think it's amazing that each house- housewife introduces herself by saying whether or not she is Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> very funny. So there's this one woman who's like from Hawaii and she used to be Mormon and she converted to Muslim for her husband. Uh, Cause she's like, my husband's black and they don't, and Mormons don't accept black people. So why would I be in a religion that doesn't accept my husband and my children? So she converted to Muslim. And Whoa. then there's a few other, there's a few that got ostracized from, is that the word? From, uh, from yes. Mormonism because they're divorced. So yeah, there's people wow. who aren't people who aren't. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. That's wild. Um, We'll come back around to Mormonism when I ask you more about musicals. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little Jay Parker. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's get started with our five things. You ready? (gasps) Five things. Five things, five things, five things. Five things, five things. things. Did you ever say that on this show? No, but that is that game, that improv game, for those of you who uh, do not know, um, that improv game is what the title is based off of. Um, Before we get into the five things, Nikki, could you describe yourself for any person who might be listening right now? Just what you look like. Oh, what I actually look like. So yes. I'm wearing uh, a green rhinestone and appliqued um, Arab-inspired um, uh, bodysuit. And uh, my makeup 
is not the best because I'm not the best makeup artist, but I have a beard. It's a dark black beard uh, filled with mascara, red lips. I have blue eyeshadow and heavy eyeliner going on. My hair is poofed up and curled and curled, like waved out like a nice fluffy wave. Um, and the color of the of the wig is primarily green, but also like all the colors of the rainbow with dark roots. Beautiful. All right. Now that you know what you're what you're imagining in your brain, let's get this thing started with number one. All right. So you've been a staple of the comedy community here in Toronto for a while. You've been doing uh, comedy for uh, quite a bit. Uh, what inspired you in the last couple of years to move into drag? Um. I don't. Okay, so what happened was I was doing a comedy show called The Diva Cup, which was produced by Danny Stover and Laura Silovitz and uh, Aaron Conway. Where Great they show. Take, it was a wonderful show where they take um, comedians who have never done drag before and dress them up in drag. Uh, and we had people do our makeup. We had um, Hilary Yass was, was already a drag queen at the time, and she was already in comedy at the time. So she was helping us uh, get everything that we needed to be fabulous. And we each put on a performance and it was a competition style show. And the host of that evening was uh, a muscle drag queen named Vicky Licks. And she came up to me after the show and she said, hey, look, like we've known each other for a while, but she was like, hey, you really have something that would work really well in drag. And I think you have something that the drag community needs. And I would love to see you pursue this. And I was like, not for me. No, thank you. I'm not interested. Like, I don't do makeup. I don't do hair. I don't, I don't even, I don't know anything about fashion. So like, I'm not interested. And uh, she was like, no, I'm, I'm really serious. You should try this. And then she kept messaging me and it's like, no, I'm really serious. I want you to try this. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I hit this depression wall where like I burned out completely. My adrenal glands were depleted. I like, I couldn't focus on anything in my life. So I had to take time. Like my doctor was like, time off, young lady. Um, and so <laughs> I had to, I had to take time. So I took the whole summer off. Um, I stopped work and, uh, and thank you, Andrea Marston. Andrea Marston says you want this hair and you can have it for, uh, $70. And, um, anyway, so I took this break and during that break, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Like, where, where am I, where's my focus going? Like, what am I doing with my life? And I was watching a lot of drag race and I was like, you know what? Let's try it. Let's try it. So I messaged Vicky after a year and said, yes. I'll give it a shot. So end of 2017 is when I first started doing it. Wow, what a story. That's kind of incredible. Honestly, uh, now that I know you as a regular drag queen, the no the notion that you ever said no to it seems a little wild to me. I th the fact that I never knew that I could do this as a career. It's it's like, so interesting to have somebody hounding you because they believe in you for something. Isn't it amazing? Vicky Licks is really incredible. She really sees people and she's really like, I know, I know where you could go and I want to see it happen. Yeah. Would you, would yeah. you consider her your drag mother or would you? She is officially my drag mother. Yeah. Amazing. I never would have done drag if it wasn't for her. Is that what qualifies a drag mother or is there a variety of different qualifications? No, a drag mother kind of like takes care of you. So she definitely, um, pointed me in the right direction. She taught me how to paint or she painted my face. Um, and she gave me a lot of like old wigs. She gave me a lot of old outfits and, and she just like told me where to go, like what open stages to hit. And she guides me. She still does. Like it's been three years and she's still guiding me a lot, which is awesome. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, if only we all had such like powerful mentors in our life. That's pretty incredible. It really is pretty badass. Yeah.
And just as a follow-up to that, would you say that there's like a lot of uh, a lot of transferred skills that have come with you from the comedy world into the drag world? I have been using these skills. And yes, Tom is painting right now for theater sports. So everybody watch that tonight. Um, <laughs> I am, yes, there are definitely transferable skills. I had to learn some new ones for sure, like face makeup, hair, all that stuff. Um, I had to really, really, really work at, and I'm still not great at it, but I'm doing better. Um, but yeah, I definitely love to use the skills that I've used outside of drag, which I've been a dance teacher, I've been a comedian, I've been in musical theater, I've been a singer. So um, I, I'll put on cabarets where I musical improvise the entire thing. Um, I do a lot of Broadway numbers in my shows. I pull from my culture a lot. So I do a lot of, um, I'm Mexican Lebanese. So I use a lot of that influence in the songs that I choose to perform. So drag what really impresses me about it is that it is the all encompassing art form. You can take anything you do and do it in drag. And that's people will, so awesome. People, yeah. People, people are interested in like, they're more interested in you as a drag queen than as a regular performer. I never got oh. paid as a dude. Like I never got paid when I wasn't <laughs> in drag. And then now that I'm in drag, suddenly I'm getting booked on comedy shows and like, and we know we have to pay you. And I'm like, yes, you do, but you always did. And you never did. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that actually transitions perfectly into uh, Thing 2, um, which is kind of touching on uh, both the work I've seen you do in drag and comedy. Um, uh, you've never really shied away from making political statements, doing fundraisers, dressing up as strong political figures like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Who should be celebrated <laughs> in every show there ever was. I love her right. so much. Uh, but you've never really shied away from the politics of it. Um, how do you think sort of the current climate of politics affects drag, gender performance, kind of the work that you've been doing? I think we're in an era right now where we have to be political. Like there is, we have reached such a climax of the other side. Like, um, hi, Monica. And my auntie Ivory Towers is in the house, being a comedy drag queen as well. But um, yeah. but we have reached an era where the right and the left are so heightened in their convictions and in their wanting to take the other down. And um, and obviously the right is wrong and the left is correct. So I'm definitely <laughs> on the left. Um, but yeah, so we're basically at a point where we're fighting for our lives because with the rise of social media, we are seeing what is happening around the world and we are seeing what is happening in our own backyards that we were ignoring before and now we can't ignore it anymore. And so I take it upon myself as a drag queen to, um, to raise awareness about a lot of things and to spread a lot of information. Even if I don't understand it, I'm so like, read this article. I don't know what it means, but you read it and you tell me. Um, because drag, drag is political. Like drag started as a pro, I mean, pride started as a protest thanks to a lot of like black trans women and drag queens. And so I feel like it's my responsibility to, to be political. I was never really political before I started drag. And then now that I'm a drag queen, I'm just like, everybody listen. I think that's incredible because I mean, from what I understand of it, being a member of the queer community and uh, being a fan of drag is that I've always kind mm -hmm. of seen drag queens as leaders of the queer community in a lot and of ways drag because kings, not just queens. and drag kings. Yeah. And drag performers of all kind. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. yeah. Fuck that binary. Um, yeah. But... You are a drag king, by the way. Identify yourself. 
Yeah, I've done, I've done some drag before. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a regular, but I've definitely done it. Uh, also at the Diva Cup. Um, yes. But yeah, I've always, because they have so much exposure, because they have such uh, a, like a larger reach than sort of uh, people in the community, unless they're involved in activism, active drag queens can make a huge difference. And you even see that in mainstream, uh, like RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. So many of those queens do so much good for the community. Absolutely. There are so many amazing political figures on there like bob the drag queen is so political like she, yeah, she uses, kills it they i think they go by they right now but uh, bob definitely uses their voice and always has like even like they were like when they got on drag race they were talking about how they're super political in new york and have been arrested for protesting and i think it's amazing yeah it's incredible yeah. stuff i i think it's incredible that you've kind of taken up that mantle as well mm, thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh just just here to compliment you you know tell you how cool you are I'm very vain. I don't need the compliments. I, I tell myself these things every day. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. You deserve it. All right. Okay. Let's move on to thing number three. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. So while we're on the subject of Drag Race, now that we've brought it up, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're all, f uh, most people are familiar with the Drag Race oeuvre of talent and how mm -hmm. many girls there are in there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm obviously curious about some of your, your biggest influences from Drag Race, but also really curious about what uh, some local queens that have been blowing your mind that you'd love to shout out besides, of course, yourself. I love this question. I won't talk about me for this one. So you want to know <laughs> which, are my, which are my influences in the Drag Race world and which are my favorites outside of it, correct? Is that what yeah, you're asking? Yeah, like I'm, I'm curious about your Drag Race favorites just because I am also a fan, but what I really want yeah. is to make sure that we're shouting out some local queens. Right. Okay, good. We're going to get to local queens in a moment. First, I want to say my favorite drag queens are the ones who are on Drag Race are the ones who are funny and excellent performers, like amazing lip syncers. So for yeah. me, that's Jujubee and Trinity K. Bonet. Those Ooh. are like my top two. Like every lip sync Trinity K. Bonet has done has like lit in the fire under me. I think she's incredible. And I've loved, oh, there's Jujubee. Jujubee is the funniest person in the world. For those of you um, who are just listening to the podcast, we are currently looking at a Googled picture of Jujubee. Uh-huh. And there's Trinity K. Bonet. Trinity K. Bonet is gorgeous. And I've loved, I think her arc on the show is the most incredible arc that has ever been there. Like she started out really defensive and negative and like, I don't do that. That's not what I do. And then by the end of it, she just was like such a ray of positivity and like just like really chill vibes on the show. And I just love watching her journey. I love her so at, much. I'm, I'm mad at her right now. Oh, no, because, really? Because, yeah, because she's on team no trans people on Drag Race. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's rough. Yeah, yeah. That's so she's, tough. She's, yeah, she's very, and she's very defensive about that. Like, if anyone argues with her, she's like, leave me alone, it's my opinion. And I'm like, right. like, <sighs> Yeah, anyway. not how it works when the opinion affects other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm um, hoping she evolves. I hear she's coming back for All-Stars 5. How many All-Stars are we on right now? I think this is going to be 6. But yeah, there are rumors that she's there. And there are also rumors that there is a trans queen on it. Who, that's fun. Yeah, who is like post-op. Which is like, that's kind of their rule. It's like, you can be trans, you just can't have boobs. So this is someone who is like, like living their life as a full-on trans woman. And like with like post-op. I don't mean to say full on as if like, if, as if you haven't had the operation that you're not full, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm very curious to see if there's a journey with that on the series, if the rumors are true. 
Yeah. And uh, just in case any of our listeners or people watching are wondering uh, why it's important to make sure trans people can be on Drag Race, do you have any thoughts on that? Absolutely. It's because all drag is valid. And, um, and to say that a drag... So RuPaul used this horrible analogy saying that the reason why we don't allow drag queens who have had their top surgery on the show is because it's like in the Olympics if you take steroids. And I'm like, that is such an offensive thing to say, especially because it's not an advantage. Having breasts is not an advantage in drag, considering so many of our most recent winners don't even use... Use padding. um, Yeah, they don't use padding. They go with boy bod. They don't... They have, like, flat chests. So, like, I don't understand... I don't understand why they think that like being having breasts doesn't make you talented. It doesn't make you like a stunning drag queen. Nor does it make you a woman, frankly. Exactly. That's reductionist on its own. Thank you. Lots of women without breasts. That is correct. That is correct. And listen, there are terrible trans drag queens out there, but there are incredible drag drag queens, like trans drag queens out there. So let everybody have their shot. Yeah, I mean, uh, it all comes down to mostly performance and your body doesn't change that. The thing that's always really gotten me is I don't see any difference between getting a uh, ton of plastic surgery and being on the show and having being on hormones or whatever a trans person chooses to do. Exactly. Because like, look at uh, uh, Trinity the Talk and look at Detox. Like they've had so much surgery to make themselves look the way they look to be more presentable in drag, to move, to be more um, uh, passable in drag. Yeah. So there, you go. Uh, there so there you go. So there you go. We all we all spilled some tea. It was a good time. We spilled a little bit of tea here. Just a little um, bit. A little, a bit, little of bit of political, of political. tea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to question number four. Getting wait. Getting... What about the the locals? Oh, oh the locals. Oh no. Locals. They're important, we got, right? We gotta shout out the locals. That okay, was the whole really, point. That was the whole point. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try and make a conscious effort to give a variety of, 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 of in the scope of drag of the local I love scene. It. Um, Lucinda Mew, first of all, um, I think is the best lip syncer. I think she has the best style. So she is, a uh, her family's from Peru and El Salvador. That's her, that's her, um, background. And, uh, she makes all her own costumes and she now makes costumes. Connor, I love how quick you are with the background. So right now we're looking at Lucinda Mew's website. Um, but, oh my god, uh, this website yeah, is makes, as beautiful as she is. Oh my god, she is stunning. She's so interesting looking. She's very like David Lynch um, inspired and very old Hollywood inspired as well. So she does um, a lot of old Broadway. She does a lot of Latin stuff. She um, does a lot of spooky stuff as well. And she has designed for a lot of drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race season one of Canada. I would also like to second this choice. I worked with her on a show called Queens, which you should check uh-huh. out because she's fabulous yes. in it. And she is not only, oh, she is not only so talented, but she is also one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. The nicest person. Unbelievable. Go follow her. Give her all your money. Mm-hmm. A big a person I'm a big fan of right now is Bombay, who uh, is such a beautiful character. Like her makeup is gorgeous, and then she comes up with these, like, there's a lot of humor in them, but like stunning outfits that are both like funny and uh, like kind of like alien like. I just love. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also just a, a, the funniest person. She does a show every Monday on Twitch on Speakeasy Tattoos Twitch channel. 
And it's called Are You Smarter Than, where she uh, takes two drag queens and, or drag performers, sorry, and uh, pits them against each other in a battle of the wits. And she's hilarious. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it is. Um, who else is wonderful? There are so many. There are so um, many. Big fan of Manny Dingo, who like came from Halifax and is just like slaying it, killing it, murdering it on the scene. Very um, good, that one. Yeah, gives like very like her their aesthetic is very um like Prince Lil Nas X, like very like purple cowboy hat kind of thing. Um and is like the go-to drag king right now, just like absolutely killing the scene, doing a lot of like early nineties um uh remix vibes, which Love I'm really that. happy about. Yeah, yeah. So like and like very vogue on your head, um, like just twerking on your head kind of thing. And I'm totally about it. That's excellent. Yep. Nice to be shouting out some gender performers too, because uh, they're they're awesome. Uh, it's not yeah. all queens out there, friends. Go check out some the whole the whole rainbow of people. That's right. I also have to shout out Ivory Towers because she's in the in the chat right now. But Ivory is actually like for me one of the <laughs> and you're amazing. It she's writing it in there right now. Um, she's writing it and she's she's like so funny gorgeous, high energy on stage, the nicest person to everybody, gives everyone an opportunity. She's one of those queens who's been around for like 15 years, but still takes the time to learn the name of everybody around her. Like every new performer coming up, she learns their names. She interacts with them. A lot of uh, more established queens will ignore the people coming up, but Ivory is the type of person who uplifts the people coming up. That's so incredible. And also yeah. very, very funny. Have uh, had the pleasure of working with her on Queens as well. And she did this air kiss thing that everybody still talks about as one of the funniest moments on the whole show. So an air kiss. It was, <laughs> it was entirely improvised and she cracked up everybody on set. It was very funny. See, what I remember is the, is the armpit. Smell me. <laughs> Yeah, that was also good. Um, yeah. All right, so we're we're running running a little low on time, so we're gonna move I'm on to number four. I know, no, okay. it's a great thing. That's the whole point of the show. Please talk. Um, <laughs> it's my job to worry about the rest of it. You you do you. Um, yes. So let's let's move on to number four. Get off drag for a second, because I know you got a lot of things that you love, and uh, uh -huh. so this is gonna be our our sort of more random question. If uh, number four, there we go. Thing four, yeah. gotta stick with the format. If you could be in a Broadway production of one musical, what would it be and who would you play? <gasps> oh my God, this one's intense because there's so yeah, many I musicals so. I want to be in. I thought there I might would... be. Please talk us through your process here. I know there are so many. Like I'm obsessed with a chorus line, but I think that one reads terribly on stage. Like it's so outdated, um, but I would love to. I've been in it before, so I'm not going to say that. Um, uh, I, I saw the production of Cabaret on Broadway three times, the revival. Um, with Natasha Richardson and Alan Cumming, though I didn't see them. I saw Gina Gershon and John Stamos. But um, Still good. It, that, it's an incredible production. But I think right now, the one that I would want to be in that I haven't been in yet is In the Heights. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, there's so many amazing songs in there that are so like uplifting and tragic and party and just like, it's so Latin flavor inspired. I also saw that three times on Broadway and I brought my family from Mexico and like had my, all my aunties like watch it. Um, it was, it's just like, and I think the person that I would play, I think I would want to be Vanessa. Yeah. Because Vanessa's got great songs and great dance numbers. I'd say Nina, but Nina doesn't have dance numbers. Like I want to dance. So Vanessa has the whole like salsa bit in the club scene and that's what I want to do. So I'm going to go with In the Heights, Vanessa. Are you so excited for the upcoming movie? 
The trailer made me cry. It looks like no other, um, no other movie musical. Right. Like it's, what, oh my God. It just looks spectacular. Sometimes when I'm having a hard day, I just watch the trailer. Oh my God. Because it's, it's just so good. Yeah. Do you cry too? <laughs> I, I haven't yet cried. I have cried at songs from, I, to full disclosure, I haven't seen the full musical front to back. I've heard a bunch of songs, but I've kind of been saving it for when I get to see it properly. <sighs> Um, oh. but I'm very excited to, to see this movie. Um, yeah. cause I, there's it some lo- songs I just love in it. it. It looks like they did it right. Like they did it the way a movie musical should be done. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. And I think Lin-Manuel was on the set for it, right? I'm sure he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, he'd have to be. And, uh, it's directed by the director of crazy rich Asians. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I heard was wonderful. Oh, you haven't seen it? It is. It's, I it's, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. Oh, so, okay. So, I'll have yeah. to pick that up. John M2 is his name. There we go. AR. Um, amazing. Okay. So uh, for anybody listening who's about to produce a uh, musical, because, uh, you know, that's happening a ton right now. Um, mm-hmm. That's sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep Selena Vile in mind for your Vanessa. Please do. If it happened because of this show, I would be so, so happy for you. Oh, my God. Imagine I'd give you um, I'd give you some of my earnings. Uh, That would be completely unnecessary. And I would refuse that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our last thing. (laughs) Thing number five. Um, So I know that you're a great lover of The Young and the Restless. Is that correct? (gasps) I grew up on it. I've been watching it since 1980. Oh, well, that answers my first question, which okay. is how long have you been watching this beast of a narrative? Since I was in the womb. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, that's how you got into the show. What do you love so much about it? What would you say are the best parts of it? Like, if somebody's never watched it before, yeah. what would you tell them? Well, they're like my family, first of all. Like, that's why I keep watching it is because these people have been in my life for most, like longer than most people that I know. And I remember yeah. when I was in high school, I cut out um, an, an article that I read in the paper and I put it on my agenda saying that people who watch soap operas are happier than people who don't because they feel like they have a lot of friends in their life. <laughs> Which is like both really sad and both really great. It's like you get fulfilled by the people that are in your living room every day, murdering each other and sleeping with each other's wives. So, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's high drama. The actors on it are like the best of any soap opera. Um, it's my favorite character is Phyllis, played by Michelle Stafford, who sent me a birthday cameo. Thank you to my friend who bought that for me. But um, but she it's she's like fun, hilarious. Um, she plays a bad girl, which I'm always drawn to, like a redheaded bad girl on the show. Yeah, and there's been a few. So uh, I don't know. It's just it's a sexy show too. There's like Shamar Moore comes from that show. Um, Joshua Morrow, if you know who that is. Uh, some sexy people have come from that show. Yeah, I mean, didn't a lot of actors get started on various different soaps? I don't think it's YNR, but I think I think uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy got started she on, on soaps. All My Children. She was all on My, my children, children, that's the one. Yeah. 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 So yeah, don't of, knock it, you I love it, that you know? that's your go-to. Your go-to, your go-to famous actor was Buffy. <laughs> of course. I, I mean... <laughs> If you can see what you're looking at right now, I have a little nerd den behind me that has a myriad of Buffy references. So Listen, I'm all about it. I lean into my nerd. Um, yeah. Okay. So when it comes to Young the Restless, obviously soap operas have a lot of like 
uh, genre-y, tropey, like, you married my best friend's brothers, sisters, dogs, fathers, yes. wife. Like, yes. would you say those are fair uh, stereotypes? Yeah, absolutely. The amount <laughs> of people... Right now, the big thing on Young and the Restless is where they'll kill off a character and then everyone will be like, no, bring them back. So they'll bring them back as their long lost twin who didn't know they had a twin. So that is a real thing, not just a thing that happened on Friends. No, it's a real thing. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And I love that. It, I mean, it's a real thing on the show, not in real life. Yes. Though, <laughs> though, we, though you never know. You never know. Yeah, Dr. Drake or Maury. Oh, I love it. Very good. All right. I think we've come to the end of our time. But just before we go, first of all, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. Selena, you are uh, easily my favorite drag queen in the city. Sorry to everybody else. Oh, uh, sorry, Every Towers. <laughs> thank you. Um, also wonderful. But like, come on, look at you. Um, and uh, is there anything that you want to plug that is coming up that you want to talk about uh, just before we, we head out the door? Well, I am joining Bad Dog for a few more shows this week. I'm, I'm in, the, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, Among Us. Watch the 24-hour festival happening this weekend. And please donate to Bad Dog Theater, um, who lost her space recently because of COVID. And uh, I'm also next Wednesday on The Oval, hosted by Andrews Yates. And uh, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, Drag Academy is uh, a, a group that I work with that um, hosts a bunch of drag-related masterclasses. We have master classes in makeup, hair design, costume, padding. I, I taught a class on personality and uh, and performance. And we have Raja O'Hara tonight coming to talk to us. And Priyanka is coming in a couple weeks as well. Oh, big deals. And uh, yeah. Selena, where can people find you online if they want to look, look you up? Oh, I'm just around. Um, I am at Selena Vile on the Instagram I'm Selena Vile on Facebook, but don't add me unless you know me. And uh, <laughs> I'm also on Twitter with the same handle. So you can just you can just look that. And Vile is with a Y, by the way. And Selena's with an E. So S-E-L-E-N-A-V-Y-L-E. -E -E. No I. Awesome. Thank you so much again, uh, Selena, for coming on. You are so vile. <laughs> thank, ooh, thank you. She's so vile. That's my hashtag. <laughs> Thank yep. you, Kaya. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Bad Dog Theater. I'll see you all soon. Yeah, and thank you so much to our tech, Connor Lowe, uh, and the people that make this show possible, Coco Galore, uh, the head of Bad Dog, Sonar Network, and Bad Dog Theater. Um, make sure that you subscribe and follow uh, to this channel. We have some incredible shows, including Theater Sports, which I believe is coming up tonight, uh, that you will see another beautifully painted face in, in the form of one Tom Hearn. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful shows shows that you should be checking out so make sure you subscribe you like you follow and you donate because we did lose our space recently um our beloved space but that's okay because we got the people but in order to keep running things we're going to need your help so please make sure you donate anything you possibly can to www.baddogtheater.com five things and we will keep bringing you this delightful nonsense i'm kaya green stay safe do some drag have a good day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.